Hey guys, welcome to the Mortgage Man Podcast. I'm Aaron, aka The Mortgage Man, and this podcast is brought to you by Tenta Financial Advisors, where we're going to discuss how to do mortgages, KiwiSaver, and personal insurance better. We're going to have lots of guests, lots of information, and lots of helpful tips so that you can speed up the process. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mortgage Man Podcast. This is Aaron, your host here as well as anthony brown and how are you doing mate good man good thank you bro how are you i mean i'm pretty good um i get to speak to you which i've missed um so <laughs> can't complain um so yeah yeah that for people that haven't got the context is i'm on a working holiday um and i'll be back next week ish um, but yeah, today what we're talking about is um, a little bit of a deep dive into, I guess, the psychology of a first home buyer in terms of why do people want to buy a first home um, and how that can actually affect the kind of home that they're going to buy, as well as like actually having someone to talk through the process and what that means if you buy a certain kind of home for their long-term goals, whether it's going to help their long-term goals or hurt their long-term goals. Because like you mentioned before, we pressed record and is if they've only spoken to their partner and their friends and maybe a bank manager, they're not exactly professionals in how to create wealth through property. And a lot of people do want that. Some people just want a roof over their head. Some people want a bit of both. And we kind of typically see, you know, when we work with first home buyers, there's a bit of that plus there's also kind of like two big types of first home buyers you've got like the thinkers versus the fast movers um, which I think you can almost identify very very quickly when you speak to someone on the phone is I want a home now and they haven't really thought too much about it and we need to kind of like say here's the the process and here's actually like you need to slow down a little bit versus you probably need to stop overthinking it and speed it up a little bit um, because uh, we know you're being cautious and it's a massive thing in your life, but um, don't get too hell-bent on the details because then you'll never buy a house. Mm. So kind of narrow it down. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good little preamble. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about why people buy a house. Now, obviously, you'd think this is a very obvious question people have been looking Mm. and searching and it's just like almost a thing that you're supposed to do right as an adult you have kids if you want them and buy a home that tends to be what most people automatically do but like Mm. you were saying before um the reason why people want to want a house is super powerful and um can and should kind of point them a direction of what kind of home they buy if they have the option of say between a new build and existing house um the location the location they buy and all that other stuff right yeah i think i think people dive too too fast into the details of the property specifics you know so if you if you kind of keep it high level around what does it mean when i have these conversations with people like do sort of strategy sessions with people around what is it that they actually want and what does property owning a home actually mean to them? The answers that come across are, are wildly different, you know? So having that in mind, sort of thinking big picture, 
right, this might be your first house, but what do you see happening, you know, five years time? Is this first house that you buy right now going to help you get to that house that you want to get in five years time? Um, and making sure that whatever decisions that you actually make are, you know, fleshed out. And we're quite lucky being mortgage brokers because we've got, you know, we've got lawyers that we talk to. We've got um, me, Aaron, Chris in the office here, and Michelle. Um, we've got people we can bounce our property ideas off. And for a lot of people, when, when we talk to them, it's quite apparent that they haven't really thought it that far through. They've just gone, mm, I don't know, I guess I'm supposed to buy a first home because everybody's doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that really is not, it's not a good reason at all. Would you agree? I mean, I just think it's, yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking about what you said in terms of like in five years time, my goal was to do this and I spoke to some first time buyers before and they were like, we're going to buy a new build and in three years time, we think that it will be worth X amount of dollars more. So therefore we're going to sell it and, build, and buy another house. And I was like, that's a massive assumption that in three years time, the property is going to be worth more. And I think that it's a, a common thought because that's what New Zealand property has always done. It has gone up mm. in value, but we are in a very interesting time in the economy and putting all of your hope into the property is going to be worth more in a short-term time frame. Um, and that's how you're going to plan your goals and your purchase is, yeah, I would say that is not the way to do things. Like I've always said to people, especially investors, you know, like if you want to increase the value of a property, you need to do it by doing it yourself, by adding a room, by renovating, by buying in a good area. Because if mm. you are banking on that, the market is just going to bring the value up then you also need to ask the question, has your house relatively gone up in value if everybody else's has gone up? Um, so you're trying to buy a, ni a nicer, newer house, but that house has also gone up in value over those last three, four, five years. So um, it's, it's one of those things that, I'd, yeah, I think first-home buyers just get very hyper-focused on, I want to buy a home. And then they think about in five years, 10 years' time when they want to start a family or have a bigger family, um, oh shit, now what do I do? But if you kind of, yeah, you know, like you said, that strategy session and talk that through, right? Yeah, and, it's, and, and you should be, like you need to have people that you can say, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Is this a good idea, right? Mm. And for most people, if you go into the bank manager and you say, hey, I need, to get a, I need to get a mortgage. Here's a property I found. Do you think it's a great idea? They're just going to say, yeah, it's a great idea. Like hmm. there's no, there's no feedback there where they're going to say, I don't know, like, does that fit into with what you're going to do for the next, you know, three, four, five years, or is this just something that's convenient right now? Um, yeah. So it might not be us. It might be, you know, it might be your parents. If you've got like parents that have had some property and you can at least say, Hey, here's my strategy that I'm thinking. What do you guys think? And be prepared for some honest feedback. Um, that that's what you you need that otherwise you're just sort of operating in a in an echo chamber of you and maybe your partner and it's both your first home so it's not really the space you want to be you know well, it's not an yeah. educated echo, echo chamber is it it's just kind of like no. oh yeah what about this what about this oh i heard that this is possible or i heard this is possible and then um yeah. talking to someone who actually knows whether or not it's possible um is 
that's super valuable. And yeah, having your parents there is a is a good um, reference point. But again, unless and they are mortgage brokers, yeah, yeah they're well, not going to know the bank rules. Sometimes it can be a really bad. Um, we find like a lot of the times parents, the way par- your parents might have done a mortgage is completely different to the way you should be doing a mortgage now. And having that voice is actually a negative effect, right? But that's mm-hmm. that's just because in those situations we find that the, they're not the only person they're talking to is their parents, right? So it's kind of like talk to talk to us, talk to your parents, talk to you know a real estate agent, get get a few different points of um, reference. Like it's that's what you say. <laughs> Go tell three or four different people what you think your plan is, and it's like a, you'll be surprised at the insight you'll get. Yeah, I find it super interesting, especially when you kind of rate those those people that you just mentioned, those professionals, on um, mm. like the risk averse versus, uh, well, I guess, yeah, the risk taker versus the risk averse. I think like if you talk to a real estate agent, they're like, yeah, yeah, definitely go up in value. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Versus, <laughs> yeah. versus like your lawyers or accountants that are like, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. Oh, no, I don't think about that. So it is good to have yeah. all of that. Um, that balance i suppose and then kind of get little bits that kind of relate to your situation like i'm one of those people that are kind of like a bit more of a risk taker but i always have a backup or like two backup plans so like if i was to buy a property i'd be like what's my first plan maybe develop it what's my second plan renovate it what's my third plan rent it out what's my fourth plan Mm. sell it if i have to so um, it's such a deeper way of thinking and people might think, oh, that guy's just buying a property because he wants to develop it. And if it doesn't work out, then he's screwed. And it's like, well, if it doesn't work out, I've still got yeah. plan B, plan C that I'm still going to be happy with. And that's kind of what people should, in a way, if they want to create wealth through property as a first home, is like, how how is this going to affect it if it doesn't go up in value um, or something like that, right? And, or even on like a more simple level, like... If your plan is to, hey, look, say in five years, you've got this dream that you want to be living on a lifestyle block with your kids and your dog. Well, are you okay with that not happening? If, it, if, it, if the property, like the example you said, that client said in three years time, this house is going to go up in value and they're going to sell it to buy their dream home. Well, if that doesn't happen, like, you know, do you have another is there some other way you can make that happen regardless? Like, can you pay off the mortgage faster? Can we structure the mortgage in a way that allows that to happen no matter what? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's where you just get a bit deeper on it. Um, and yeah, one thing you sort of, uh, that I was just thinking about as well when you were talking about um, different people giving you inputs, like a real estate agent being super um optimistic it also comes down to the personalities in your relationship right so if you're buying with your your partner and your partner's really conservative and you might be quite you know you you might be the optimistic one so you're trying to drive this process to make you know this first home happen Mm. um you need somebody else to help you out (laughs) or or if you're if you're the the opposite your partner's just too gun ho and you need somebody else to say hey man like maybe chill out have you considered these factors um mm. it definitely comes down to that type of um type of thing as well yeah which is a good segue for the two kind of property or first home buyers that we come across um the fast mover versus the, the thinker what do you kind of how would you kind of 
tell the difference mm. between those types? I would say it's the the jump first and think the about it later mover. would be the fast the fast mover. Yeah. And yeah. then the, the the thinker would be they're gonna think about it until they're blue in the face and then their deposit isn't worth anything anymore because <laughs> the property <laughs> inflation's gone up so high. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I guess a pro for your fast mover is that they do actually take action. Um, and this is probably more of what I would identify with for my, my own personality is, you know, like you take action and figure out the details later. Um, but when you're someone who I did, like you describe, you know, you just wake up in the morning, decide you want to buy a house, you can actually get a mortgage and then you buy a house without actually educating yourself on it. There is going to be mm. certain things that you probably overlooked and, especially if your five-year, 10-year goal is upgrade your house and you go and buy something that isn't likely to increase in value or you can't increase it in value by renovating it or yeah, whatever. Or on a more, yeah, on a more yeah. sort of practical level, you might sign up to a, a new build with a developer that doesn't have any track record and it doesn't get finished. You know what I mean? Like this, there's heaps of ways that being too fast or you don't do your due diligence on the building report. You know, there's lots of things there that being a bit too eager could, could kind of trip you up on property. Yeah, for sure. And then the other, the thinker, what's their, yes. <laughs> what's their downfall? Pros and cons. Typically, yeah. Like there's lots of people I see that they, they have more than enough deposit and they've got a pre-approval in place. They might have a pre-approval in place for us with us for 12, you know, six, 12 months. Um, mm -hmm. And they still haven't found the place that they, they want because they think about, they're thinking about what the house they want, but they haven't really taken it to a point of sort of organizing those details into what their kind of non-negotiables about a house are and what, what's just a nice to have. And they're not taking that, thinking process along far enough to get it to a stage where it's going to be actionable you know what i mean um do you think that comes out of fear like is it partly because they're so nervous that they yeah. just would rather overanalyze the situation than actually take action because they're just scared which obviously is reasonable because it's a you know you're buying a house which is probably going to be worth close to a million dollars and you get debt um yeah like there's different reason yeah. to be nervous well i mean a lot of people the idea of having a solid a solid amount of money in your kiwi saver and in your bank account as a safety thing you know just having that money sitting there and you can see it and then mm. the next day you're going to buy this property and then that's going to go down to zero <laughs> and, then negative. In your <laughs> saver, and then yeah. you're going to have no savings you know, like yeah. just that that switch of mindset of no, no, you've still got you've kind of still got safety, but it's now through an asset. You know, um, yeah, that's yeah. a massive one I think for people to get their head around. Yeah. So, what kind of advice would you say for that fast mover? I guess the best piece of advice is actually get an educated opinion, so you have covered all of your what ifs. Just you need somebody to play devil's advocate to your your plan. So if your plan is to do this, get somebody to say, oh, so why do you think that's a good idea? You know, like you need somebody to ask questions and pick holes in it and you, it might um, <laughs> get you a bit annoyed, but it's, it's really going to help you make a lot better decision and you're still going to be able to move fast. You just need to take a step back and maybe not move as fast. 
Yeah, and a good example of that would be like someone that has put an offer on a property without even going to go to the bank and seeing if they can get finance or they've gone unconditional, paid a deposit and then gone to the bank and realized they've just paid a deposit on a leaky home or something stupid like that. Yeah, that, that's an ex- yeah, like that's a good example of an extreme scenario. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess for your overthinker or your thinker, what would you say is the best piece of advice? of them yeah yeah um have you if, is, has your strategy been it's the same advice to both parties really mm. get somebody else to like like i said it could be a mortgage broker it probably ideally should be because they're going to be able to take what you've said in terms of here's what i want to do and then they're going to be able to quantify that into numbers and figures and stuff like that afterwards as in terms of like getting a strategy with an outcome but even if it's just talking to your your family, if they've got some experience or somebody that already owns a property, um, how did you find living in this area? This is where we might want to buy. You know, do you know somebody that lives in that area? Cool. Now you found out that it's actually a really great area to live in. Cool. So now you know that you've narrowed down your search. Um, mm. Or how how can you get from where you are now as somebody that's just you know, maybe got a pre-approval in place and absolutely no concept around what you want to do to getting some more solid points in place is what I'd say. Because almost if, you, if you're in that second category, you're likely to have more options, therefore more options, more problems, more, more you know, like more questions. Too, many items on the, too many items on the menu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the reason I'm vegetarian, yeah. so I don't, I don't have to choose my dinner. <laughs> I just have to choose the one vegetarian option. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, I guess the whole point of this this chat is just don't live in an echo chamber of just you and you know if you're buying by yourself, definitely don't live in an echo chamber. If you're buying with you and your partner, you probably both got some kind of conflicting um, views on what you might might want to buy and get somebody else to sort of mediate. Yeah, and I guess it kind of comes down to have you thought about getting a property mentor and we get this question a little bit and I'm kind of like, well, if you have a good mortgage broker, they should be your property mentor and the best part is that you don't have to pay them because their goal is almost to be like your coach and that's how we see ourselves is to be like your first home buyer coach in a way because you've never bought something before. We know exactly what the bank is approving and not approving but we also know which houses are good or bad that might suit you your goals 100 percent, and it suits and it yeah it's always good to sort of align your interests with somebody else like if your goal in five years time is to buy this house out in the country and we can do two, two mortgages for you <laughs> rather than having to go find somebody else to do one mortgage to like that's in our best interest so we're we're our goal is to put a strategy in place to help you get your goal. So it suits us. Win-win. Win-win. <laughs> so how do people, because I mean, that's a, a really good starting point, I think, for either one of those like first home buyer types is to chat and have like what you call a strategy session and kind of like start that. So how do people do that? Yeah, so just um, you can send us an email, support at Tanta, or would you go hello, what do you reckon, Aaron? Hello at Tanta or support at Tanta.co.nz. Doesn't, doesn't matter, yeah. does it? Either one's going to get a yeah. great reply. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then effectively, we'd have a 10-minute 10 uh, 10 minute call, find out where you're at. 
and then from from there look if it's something that you guys are looking to do if it's a sooner rather than later thing then we do a strategy session and figure out the best way to go forward really it's pretty pretty simple Great. so hello at tanta.co.nz or support at tanta.co.nz and uh yeah i think we leave this episode there hopefully for those of you that are listening it's made you think a little bit harder <laughs> about your just your your process i think my phone just died i oh, know there we go my headphones just, <laughs> my headphones just died occupational hazard here we go excuse my technical issue there we go um yeah so hello tangent.co.nz <laughs> wrap it up Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> i might have to cut this part out um and until next time adios adios <laughs> <laughs>